This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want as we launch into this live Saturday edition of the program. With you here tonight, it's Ian and Mark. And you can join us on our website. Just head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. We give you everything, and you can create the content as well. Uh, So everything you see on the front page was created by listeners like you as you go down the the page, there are these numbered items. Those numbers are votes, and the items were submitted by listeners like you. Maybe it even was you. Uh, you find something online that you think is interesting, you think that Free Talk Live uh, hosts might enjoy, you think that our listeners might enjoy, you submit it as show prep to the website, and then uh, hopefully it will receive enough votes to make it to the front page of the site. And it doesn't take that many votes to make it to the front page of the site, so you can go and uh, get interactive there with other Free Talk Live listeners and find interesting uh, news items, for instance, that you might not have otherwise come across. So go to freetalklive.com, get interactive there. We're going to start out the show tonight here. Of course, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind, but uh, I want to start out from the news, international story coming from The Guardian in the UK about a court ruling uh, that happened over in Italy regarding the process of extraordinary rendition, I believe, as it has been called. Uh, In case you don't recall, this is where the U.S. government will snatch somebody up off of the streets, for instance, of another country. Yeah, usually not United States citizens. Right, although they could probably do it to you now with this indefinite detention uh, bill, the NDAA. That's right. Uh, But uh, traditionally, it has been the uh, the snatching of another human being from uh, some streets elsewhere outside of the United States. And the placing of that human being then in the custody of other people who do not work for the federal government. So they... uh, so the federal government agents are not the ones actually doing the torturing, which is what comes next. So they, are, they involve themselves, the federal government agents uh, from the U.S. involve themselves in the kidnapping portion of taking these people off the streets. They transport them. They uh, are involved in the transportation portion of it, uh, transporting them to some sort of secret prison. Uh, perhaps in Egypt or in some other place. In this case, it's Egypt. Allies. And uh, then... The person is transferred over to the Egyptian people or whoever it is that is doing the the bidding, and, uh, well, they're tortured. And that way the U.S. government doesn't actually have the blood on their hands, so to speak, directly, in that, uh, yeah, they helped out with the process, but it wasn't us. We didn't torture them. We didn't have anything to do with them being tortured. We just brought them to this secret prison. Yes, we uh, we asked that they procure a certain amount of information. We certainly know that they do some torturing. We just dropped somebody off here at the the house of the people that do the torturing. Right, we thing can't help it if they're going to torture. And wanted you. and asked them to get information, however they possibly could, out of this person. And yeah. then you know they got some information. Oh, by the way, this is the same thing that got us into Iraq, and it wasn't true. You know, it's just a little bit of torture, but we didn't do it, and uh, so you know you can't hold us responsible. Well, actually, apparently they are being held responsible. Uh, at least by according to this Italian court. The story is, again, from The Guardian, uh, Italy's highest criminal court, on Wednesday of this week upheld the convictions of 23 Americans found guilty of kidnapping a Muslim cleric from a Milanese street and transferring him to a country where torture was permitted. The court of Cass- court of Cassation's ruling is the final appeal in the, wor- the world's first judicial review of the CIA practice of abducting terror suspects and transferring them to third countries, a practice known as extraordinary rendition. The 23 Americans were all convicted in absentia following a trial that lasted over three years. The it's a ver- long trial. Yeah. The verdict paves the way for the Italian government to seek redress and could put the Americans at risk of arrest if they travel to Europe. If they're convicted in absentia, they didn't get to mount a defense then, right? 
Uh, there wasn't an attorney involved. Here. Okay. Yeah. So they did have uh, a defense, apparently. Okay. But, was it their defense, or was it just some attorney that <laughs> stood in? Was it a shill? Uh, that's a good question. We don't know enough information from this uh, this news piece to really answer that uh, that question. But the the one of the lawyers told the Associated Press it went badly. You can always trust them. It went very badly. Now they will ask for extradition. Uh, Osama, um, Osama Mustafa Hassan Nassar, also known as Abu Omar, was kidnapped while walking to noon prayers at a Milan mosque in 2003. had been under investigation for allegedly recruiting jihadi fighters. Prosecutors claimed CIA operatives snatched him with the help of two Italian intelligence officers, drove him to Aviano Air Force Base, and then flew him to a NATO base in Germany en route to Cairo, where Nasser emerged from an Egyptian prison, or when he emerged from the Egyptian prison four years later, he claimed he'd been tortured. Among those whose conviction uh, were upheld was an Air Force colonel who was in charge of base security. The, uh, they intend to appeal, apparently, to the EU Human Rights Court. So I guess uh, even though this court is the highest court in Italy, there's another uh, court above it in the EU. The court confirmed the seven-year sentences for 22 Americans, uh, one of whom, all but one of whom, prosecutors identified as CIA agents and who are now likely in the United States. So they've been hit with seven-year sentences. They've been found guilty by the highest court uh, in the land, and you know there's not really anything that the Italian government can do about it. They can't get them, uh, you know, over there. They can't threaten the U.S. government into turning these guys over. So essentially, they're probably going to get away with it, these men, but or it, still send, it still sends a message here to kind of the, the world community that, hey, this extraordinary rendition stuff, not cool. This is not appropriate. Uh, this is going too far. I mean, governments are, are bad to the bone anyway, but this really takes it to a new level of, uh, of insanity. Well, it's it's been even taken even further than that under the Obama administration. The Bush administration was just disappearing people and having them tortured, if you can just put a just in front of that. The Obama right. administration is having killing them, them with remote control airplanes. Well, right. So, you know, I mean, which ones, which would you rather be, tortured or killed? Uh, that's a tough question. I might rather be killed because uh, being tortured goes on and on and on. And if they just it end, would probably be very unpleasant at the time. But the the life you get to have after the torturing is probably have, you, something that you really enjoy. You could have a life after the torture. John McCain in, is probably somebody who could attest to that. In theory, I, I wouldn't say that he's uh, a worthwhile life, but uh, he is what it's he not is. Not to you, but to him, it certainly yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but you know, still, it's a tough. It's a tough call. It's, a, it's certainly a tough call in advance to be able to say, having the good fortune of not being uh, ca- kidnapped and taken to an Egyptian prison. Uh, from the Americans' point of view, the policy of droning people or abducting and murdering them, for instance, which they can fully legally do uh, in this country now, as I understand it, to American so-called citizens. Uh, that policy is preferential, right? Because uh, then you don't have the guy getting out of prison four years later. You've just you've taken his life, so he can't talk at that point. Like from their perspective, from the government's PR perspective, it makes him. It's a better kind of position to come. Sure, from, right? I mean, you know, people. Well, people what happened that to that man? We don't know. Dead men don't file torts. Yeah. So uh, that's you know that's basically the news. The other interesting. Also, point, they can't testify on their own behalf, so they're all terrorists. Anybody who dies right. in a uh, uh, you know a, a remote control airplane attack One is of, a terrorist because they can't defend themselves. There's a little interesting side note to this story, and that is that. So they sentenced the Americans to seven-year sentences, 
However, the two Italian accomplices, uh, former SISMI military intelligence officers, were ordered to be retired in the Milan Court of Appeals. Oh, well, that sounds fair. They had been, by the way, acquitted previously. So they weren't even hearing their case. Uh, they'd already been acquitted, and they were acquitted on appeal uh, that, uh, that, that was regarding a state secrecy injunction. So as long as you are a secret agent working for the Italian uh, government, you know, if you assist in the kidnapping and uh, extraordinary addition process of you know transferring these uh, men that you're just snatching from off the streets, if you just assist in, and you're Italian, then, you know, we're just going to let you retire early. Well, but, it does show how government agencies protect their own. Right. If they, they, I mean, the guess the claim is is that whatever was done by these uh, CIA agents was bad enough for seven years, but our agents who participated, they only get a an, an, uh, forced retirement. And of course, the whole idea is predicated on the, uh, the you know the concept that well, this guy was suspected of being a jihadist. Now that doesn't mean there was any evidence of it. In fact, they turned him loose from the prison, and you know he's still out there today, and clearly hasn't. You know, bombed anybody that we know of, and he's so, probably uh, Al Qaeda's number two guy, and we'll, they'll kill him off relatively soon. I mean, they're always killing Al Qaeda's number, number two, two guy. guy yeah. yeah, who's the number one guy now? I don't know. Some guy They've killed them, so many of them. So, uh, you know, your thoughts are certainly welcome on this. Uh, I don't issue. even know that there is an organization named Al Qaeda. I think that that may be a term that the CIA yeah. used for you know some well, faction of the Mujahideen. It, right? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Extraordinary rendition. I mean, <clears throat> clearly the international uh, you know, scene is saying this is a bad idea, at least as far as uh, Italy's courts. But what do you think? Is it all right to just you know, take somebody off the streets if they're suspected of terrorism and you know, torture them? 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Hi, my name's Tim Cummins. I'm your verbal surgeon, and my job, to help you feel good right now. And every time you listen to my podcast at verbalsurgery.com, you will feel good because you're an awesome person of amazing abilities, incredible skills, and that makes me feel good, too. So give it the program, verbalsurgery.com, and feel good now. Take control of the airwaves this live Saturday edition of the program. And we're here to take uh, your calls about whatever's on your mind. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-855-450-3733. You can, of course, join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And if you've missed a moment of the show, no biggie. We've got them there archived. And they go way back, all the way back to, uh, let's see, late 2006. You can go and download as many as you like. Uh, go to freetalklive.com, click, and they are yours. In fact, if you click over onto our SoundCloud page, on the left-hand side of the site, it's underneath Listen and Share. Click the SoundCloud link. You'll be able to access years' worth of the show. Just click the Share button on any one of those episodes, and it'll make it easy for you to share it on your Facebook profile or Twitter or wherever it is that you like to spend time online. Uh, so once again, you can head over to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. Uh, so there's this news story that we we started the show out with tonight here is from The Guardian in the UK. We're going to continue that. The question is about extraordinary rendition and uh, some CIA agents, over 20 of them, have been found guilty of uh, international crimes as a result of this. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival or shooting gear? 
ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives and ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. And I've done a lot of comparison shopping with uh, ManVentureOutpost.com. Gotten a lot of things from the website. And as far as I can tell, they've got the lowest prices on the Internet. They certainly ad, uh, you know, advertise low prices. And I think you're going to have a difficult time finding lower prices than ManVentureOutpost.com. Before you buy anything, whether it's for you or for the outdoor enthusiast in your life, go to ManVentureOutpost.com first. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That's FTL as in Free Talk Live. You can get a quick Get it from manventureoutpost.com. All right. So once again, 855-450-FREE. I want to welcome, by the way, our newest uh, radio affiliate, News Radio 1490 WTTB in Vero Beach, Florida. Big Jim Davis' station? That's right. Our old boss, uh, Big Jim Davis, has brought us uh, on board his new station, and uh, it's exciting to be there. It's not just my boss. He's uh, my mentor in the business. Hell of a nice guy and a real professional and uh, quite the unique voice as well. Real it's got one of those bassy, classic kind of radio guy voices. Grew up in a radio station. Yeah. So uh, well, welcome aboard, everybody, on the East Coast there, on the Treasure Coast of Florida. Uh, you're certainly welcome to take control of the airwaves here at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we continue this news story here uh, from The Guardian, which, of course, I don't know how much coverage a story like this is going to get in national press. Uh, I'd be curious to find out if there was very much u.s press that covered this story because typically the u.s press just they're you know they're just not johnny on the spot when it comes to uh, questioning the federal government when it comes to reporting on some of the nasty things that they've been doing around the world and so thanks to the guardian for covering the story where 20 something americans most of whom worked the supermajority of whom were working for the cia have been convicted in the highest court in italy of uh you know i don't even know what the exact crime is They've been convicted of, you know, kidnapping people, essentially, and uh, taking them to foreign prisons where they are then tortured. And it's called extraordinary rendition. And, you know, sort of the obvious question is, you know, how do you feel about this? Is this okay with you? Is it all right? You know, just, oh, well, they're not from around here, so we can just go ahead and snatch them up to hell with the idea of rights and uh, habeas corpus and, you know, all kinds of the, the supposed rights that people have in this country. Well, if you are on another plot of land around the world, then pff, screw that. You know, that's that's obviously the position of the people that support this out absolutely outrageous behavior of extraordinary rendition. I think that one would claim that uh, there is this uh, war um, on terror, this uh, this you know this this war on an idea, and once you've got a war on terror, a war on terror can never possibly end because there's always going to be enemies of the state. Sure. If your state is an organization that has uh, more than a thousand military bases in more than 130 countries around the world, people are not going to like that, especially in those countries. Ask yourself, Mr. and Mrs. America, how would you feel about a Chinese Air Force base right around the corner from your house? It would probably really upset people. Yeah, I mean, you know, these the, the fact is that US troops uh, provide stability and that's a uh, that's a nice term for we're willing to point guns at you. Um stability for foreign dictators, whether it's in Egypt or Yemen or Saudi Arabia, but around the world in these uh, Middle Eastern states 
And the people that are being stabilized, many of them don't wish the governments that they have, so they wish destabilization for those governments. Right. And they know that in order to destabilize those governments, they must destabilize the military presence in those countries, the United States military presence in those countries. So what are they going to do? They're going to attack the United States. So there's an interesting aspect of this story, the very end of it at the Guardian uh, piece here. Some agents decried being made into international fugitives. These are the CIA agents that were convicted for following orders from more senior CIA and State Department officials in Washington. So they're complaining. They're saying that, oh, woe is me. I'm an international criminal now. and All I was doing was what I was told. You should be going after my bosses. My bosses are the problem. It's not me. Yeah, well, I was just following orders. I mean, and, the same old excuse. This is the Nuremberg excuse. Right. And, and you know, I don't... Whenever you trot this out, oh, you've gone to the Nazis. Yeah. But what other court case has shown that people are responsible for their own actions? You mean government and, people? Government people. Uh, government people are responsible for their own actions. And I don't know of one because governments are really, really bad at holding themselves responsible for their own actions. They might, a hundred years later or a generation later, right. come out and say, oh, we shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have n- sterilized the uh, you know, mentally incompetent people in South Carolina. We shouldn't have uh, you know, uh, given people syphilis in the Tuskegee incidences. We shouldn't have taken Native American children and forced them into uh, you know, re-education homes. We shouldn't have done all these things that you know, happened all, all in this century. Well, I didn't do those things. Oh, the, I'm, I'm saying that I'm speaking as the government. Oh, I see. So, um, You're the government? What's that? You're the government? No, I'm speaking as the government. They're I saying – they will come out and say that we they should not have – gotcha. yeah, we should not have done such a thing. But they don't tend to hold themselves responsible in the moment or even shortly thereafter. When the people who did the business are still in the government positions, they don't hold themselves responsible. And I guess, you know... Why don't they have responsibility? I mean, why... Like, if you told me to go and kidnap somebody, and I wouldn't be able to get away if I got caught later on, I wouldn't be able to say, well, Mark Edge, he, he told me I should go and kidnap someone. You that might doesn't be able absolve to sh- me of responsibility. You might be able to share the sentence um, in the sense that, uh, you know, you colluded, you conspired, um, that you might be able to get me in a I'm conspiracy charge. I'm still going to prison, though. You're like, going to spend a good long time in prison. Like, being able to say that you told me, even if it's true that you told me to, being able able to say that does not get me out of being responsible and that's what exactly what these men are saying oh well we shouldn't we shouldn't be responsible we're just doing what we're told here's what it's the reason sick. is here's the reason the reason is that flags are religious icons that uh, absolve people of responsibility once you wave a flag a flag is a magic item and mm-hmm. uh, you know people people must snap, snap to attention put their hands over their hearts and stop thinking about whatever it is that's done and that's you know it's not okay it's kind of like uh, Catholic, some of the Catholic priests that uh, molest children, right? So like, people look the other way on that. Oh, they're Catholic priests. But so. the people inside the church certainly yeah. did. Right. That's 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. According to one of the attorneys for the state, the U.S. lawyer representing one of them, uh, one of these women that uh, was involved, he said that diplomats around the world should consider themselves at greater risk today. This is damaging the integrity of the system of diplomatic immunity. We're government workers. We should respect one another and allow each other to kill and kidnap. 855-450-FREE. 
you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at Mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we give to you there. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. You get to create the content there. In fact, you can also uh, tune us in via our live streams. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. You can listen to our broadband, midband, or narrowband versions of the program. You can uh, do that at different size stream bit rates for different internet connection sizes. All of them are free over at listen.freetalklive.com. And you can get our list of over 110 great radio stations that are on board with the program. There are satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, where we are heard seven nights per week. Uh, and also our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. So plenty of ways for you to get tuned in to this program over at listen.freetalklive.com. And with you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. And Mark. All right. So I want to invite you to the Free State Project website. If you go to... Uh, our Twitter or Facebook earlier today, I tweeted out something and hooted, hooted rather, so Twittering and Facebooking at the same time, uh, hooted about the video that I've uh, slaved over this week. I normally don't do much video editing, but and I don't consider myself particularly you know, good at it, but I can hack something together, and that's what I did. I, I made a video that is kind of a, it's a music video. Uh, you probably have heard... These Call Me Maybe videos. Yeah, you probably heard uh, Call Me Maybe. There are apparently people out there who have not heard this uh, this song yet. I hadn't heard it until somebody told me about it, yeah. And it is course, very. Then, how would I? It's very poppy. It's very catchy, uh, and it's very you know very popular. And so there was this uh, YouTube meme, I guess, of people singing "Call Me Maybe" or and or mouthing it and kind of making their own YouTube video. There's also really uh, interesting ones like uh, the one with Barack Obama uh, speaking the words of "Call Me Maybe." Yeah, they've somebody spliced together all the words of the song of him. You know, he's spoken in front of cameras yes, enough that they enough. were able to get ev- all of Every the words. Every word. Yeah, and Star Wars. Did you see the Star Wars one? I didn't. Mark? No, this one's also pretty good. They, you know, managed to pull from all the Star Wars films almost all the words. There's some words they didn't get, uh, but it's it was enough to to put the song together in full. Hmm. And so there's you know it's just been kind of this meme, and our uh, we ha- we had somebody suggest to us that uh, that we should do this, and uh, so I did it. But I wanted to make it more of a message instead of just like hey, listen to Free Talk Live, uh, more of a, a wider kind of a message uh, of hey, if you love the ideas of freedom then come to new hampshire join the free state project if you're sick and you know if you're concerned about what happened with ron paul's campaign you don't know what is going to come next and you don't want to sit around and wait for four years and the hope that some new savior is going to come along and you know not get elected rescue the country in 2016 you know 2016 uh then if you you know if, you, if you're not willing to wait and you're not willing to uh, just kind of do nothing in the meantime, you want to do something effective, you got to get together with other people that uh, think like you do, people that love the ideas of liberty and are going to do something about it. If that's what you are all about and you want to get active, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. You can bring up anything. Dave is on the line listening to KXLE in Ellensburg, Washington. Hey, Dave. 
I uh, so I just received a letter from a senator, a U.S. senator. I'm sorry. Washington State. This is in reply to a matters of a, a criminal activity by uh, members of the federal government and particularly the United States military. All right. What's going on? The United States Air Force. And her reply was. Members of Congress are precluded from inquiring into legal or judicial matters by provision of the Constitution that mandate separation of powers in the government. So you had written to this senator complaining about something uh, that you believed was illegal, and they basically blew you off, is what you're saying? Yes, something that's of grave national security, such as... uh, the Philippine government ordering the dismantlement of all United States military bases. Oh, that sounds wonderful. When did this happen? When? Oh, that was in 1992, but I've been trying to get something, some attention on this matter because I told him who did it, why it was Hold done. Hold on a second. I just want to clarify what you're saying just so I can understand. You're saying that they, they made this uh, edict back in 1992 and you've been trying to cl- clear up the record about it for the last 20 years? Well, I told the senator that uh, an organized criminal gang, international organized crime gang, running a pedophile prostitution uh, brothels in the Philippines, outraged the citizens in the surrounding provinces to the point where they demonstrated and rioted in the street, and the Philippine Senate got involved and ordered that the base treaty be uh, shut down, the bases be dismantled, and all the United States... And what does that have to do with the prostitu- uh, uh, pri- child prostitution gang? Uh, what is shutting down the bases? I, I, I'm missing the connection between... That's why the Philippine government ordered the United States military out of the Philippines because of the outrage by the citizens of prostitution so going up around the bases. You're saying the that... You're say- Let me see if I'm clear, clear on this. You're saying the U.S. military members were buying child prostitutes in the Philippines. Well, there were international sex tourists, 747s, full of pedophiles from Europe and uh, Japan and Hong Kong and Korea. And they were flying into the military base, and the military was assisting with this? Around the military base, outside the gate of the military bases, thousands and thousands of them. And there were So are you clear on what's going on here, Mark? So why was why why was this the area? Why was it around the military base rather than just some other place where people? I mean, you know, the the sex tourists can go anywhere that uh, that there's a there's this, uh, a landing strip. Why this place? Well, because they had a, a large number of young girls, like eleven, twelve, thirteen, in the provinces, poor, who have nothing to eat, no jobs, no hope. They would go to this other, this other province to get jobs. So, so you're saying the Philippine government attempted to close down the military bases because they believe that the military, the U.S. military, was assisting this gang and getting customers for child prostitution. That's right. They were ignoring it. You're saying the military was ignoring it, not assisting it. No, they were letting it go. They were just, uh, you know, an accessory, if you will. So they knew it was happening. They knew child prostitution was happening near their base and did nothing about were, it. And that's why the Philippines. They had demonstrations. They shut down the gate. Were you there? Were you working on this base at the time? Members from going outside during the riots. I was sitting there outside. I was a retired military man sitting outside. I was not allowed to go inside the base during Mm -hmm. this time. I had to sit out there and watch all these riots. And what were the riots happening about? This was approximately... Nineteen ninety two and late nineteen ninety one. What about were the why were they rioting? 
They were rioting over the prostitution that was building up around the U.S. bases and uh, the uh, foreign pedophile tourists who were swarming in to take advantage of this. And so this hasn't. This still, same base has still not been shut down. And so is this prostitution still going on? Clark Air Force Base and Subic Navy Base have been shut down, dismantled. Okay. So they did shut it down. So did that solve the prostitution problem? No. Well, it it got the uh, it it curtailed it somewhat. Okay. I haven't been over there since, but mm-hmm. I did notice what was going on. Now, what did uh, this? Right so, so, what were you hoping to get your senator to do if these bases have been shut down? Well, because I complained to uh, Air Force OSI, to uh, senators, to U.S. congressmen, to the uh, Justice Department, numerous letters petitioning the government for redress of a grievance. I was notified that I would be arrested on federal warrants if I continue to petition the U.S. government. What do you want them to do? What do you want them to do? I was I was arrested for making an obscene gesture uh, d- in the Philippines. A federal judge. Pardon? You arrested in the Philippines? What What is it you want from no, the government? United States, in the United, on a military base. I see. What are you specifically asking them to do for you? Well, the case was dismissed in federal court. Is uh, making an obscene gesture mm-hmm. is uh, not really, you know. I mean, they're attempting to criminalize speech. Yeah. At least that's what I told the uh, public defender, who did not seem to be aware of that fact. Well, at least the good news is they've shut down the military bases. It's nice to hear them shutting down a couple of military bases. I don't know if, you know, they, for whatever reason they did it, I'm, I'm glad to hear that they shut two of them down. They, they've got 100, what, thousand more to go? How many they got? Uh, it really depends on how you count them, but let's to call a it a thousand. Uh, so, Dave, uh, thanks for the call. You know, they're not going to help you. They don't care about what you think. And you certainly, even though they claim in the Constitution it's that you It's not just you. Uh, right. They, you, they claim in the Constitution that you have – thanks for the call, by the way. They claim that you have a uh, right to redress your grievances. But the Supreme Court actually, uh, in the case of – oh, gosh, that organization out of New York. I'm spacing on the name of it right now. But For redress of uh, grievances? Yeah, they, they claim that uh, you don't have that right, that you can say we what you want. Yeah, we'll talk more about it here in a moment. Free we talk people. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give away. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon and other online uh, retailers there. But the Amazon links will take you to the Amazon of your choice. We've got Amazon Canada, U.S., and U.K. Click into the right one for you and then get your shopping done. Get the stuff you're looking for and get a great deal. It's Amazon, the same great deals you're used to. Free Super Saver shipping, used items, dozens of categories, huge selection. Uh, you go through shop.freetalklive.com. You'll get the regular Amazon experience, the products you're looking for at a great price, and you're going to help Free Talk Live as well uh, over at uh, AMP. That's again, shop.freetalklive.com. Shop.freetalklive.com. Great way to get the stuff you want and help this show out at the same time. Now, I said before we went to the break that we're going to explain this uh, 
the claim that I made about uh, the, how the Supreme Court has basically decided that, sure, you can ask for redress of your grievances, as our last caller was attempting to do. But they don't have to respond. Right. The, now, for those – for redress of grievances is very important because Amendment 1 of the Bill of Rights – Supposedly pretty important because it's number one. It is number one. It says that there's five provisions in the uh, – that it, five protections, I guess, um, you know, that are enumerated in the, the first Bill of Rights, Amendment number, number one, and that's religion and speech and press and um, – let's see, the right of people to uh, peaceably assemble – and the last one, and one the probably the least uh, understood is, and to petition petition the government for redress of grievances. Now, what this meant in the past was is that you would be able to write into your Congress critter, and that Congress critter. This is sometime in the past, this is pr- prior to the uh, Civil War, um, and your Congress critter would have to sort of bring that up, and Congress would have to redress your grievances. Now, this was a time in a much smaller, more agrarian nation when uh, you know there were far fewer uh, critters per uh, individual. And, uh, you know, there, there was, uh, I guess, much more, uh, you know, interactivity between the rulers and the ruled. And that was what the idea was initially, is that you'd be able to petition for address of grievances and they would redress your grievance. But the problem was, is those darn abolitionists that wanted to do, wanted to do away with human slavery just kept on pounding Congress mm-hmm. with, uh, they, they had a letter writing campaign. And Congress was like, we have addressed this and we will see you no know, more grievances. And essentially, they stopped redressing grievances and institutional memory of the redress of grievances disappeared. Even though it's still there in the First Amendment. Well, what difference does it make? Now the, the Clearly, Supreme the Court, Constitution doesn't make a whit of difference. The you know, Supreme Court has upheld a lower court's decision that regressive grievances means you may write your Congress critters and they are yeah. free to do what they want with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, just the definition of redress by the English dictionary is the setting right of what is wrong. Uh, the relief from wrong or injury is not just to listen. It's not just to that you can speak your complaints. And what uh, uh, instance have you seen that... Uh, courts and people right, that work yeah, for it courts does, speak English. No, it, right, exactly. It doesn't matter what the definition says in English. They'll do whatever they want. They'll define words however they want. If you look at uh, government laws, if you actually can take the, you know, the time to look at these things, they're hor- horribly confusing to look at, but if you actually do look at them, you'll see they have definitions sections. And that's because in those definition sections, they are redefining words to mean something different from what you think that they mean. Typically, that's what goes on in a definition section. Not only that, they can redefine words that they defined differently in other sections of the law. So the word words in the legal land have legal definitions. You look up Black's Law, Bouvier's well, Law. Well, the best dictionary. example is uh, corporate personhood. That's a popular example. It's, yeah, yeah. I one. mean, you know, it's it's popular right now, and the claim is is that corporations are people, and people have rights, and uh, therefore, well, no, they the must... corporations are persons, which is a legal term. It's a person, right? But I'm just using I'm using sort of regular English yep. terminology to speak to regular English speaking. There are no corporations listening to me, right? So um, I don't. They have can't to speak listen. They're a file folder, a piece of paper. In a file folder and if the lawyers in black robes don't like what I say, they can call in and uh, dispute my uh, verbiage, but I'm going to speak English for now. So the claim is, is that corporations are people and that people have rights of speech and that speech, since corporations don't have mouths, they only have money, that the corporations must be able to speak through money. I mean, it's crazy. As if money is speech and as if file folders of paper are people. Are people. And that's what the law does. It's crazy, indeed. And so m- what I wanted to tell you about was a little bit of history. The... 
uh, We the People organization. I don't even know if they're still around. I unsubscribed from their email list. They're probably still around, but I just haven't been paying attention to them. Uh, the We the People organization, for for a long time, years, was trying to get answers out of the federal government. Just some answers to some questions. They wanted to ask some questions about the war in Iraq. Uh, they wanted to ask questions about income taxes and the uh, so-called obligation to file them. Uh, they had some good questions. They had some really Just questions. good questions that they wanted the government people to answer. Well, the IRS would not answer the questions about the income tax. They went to government agency after government agency after government agency. They went they to the reps. Video. They got signed pieces of paper. They saying- sent uh, invitations to all of the U.S. representatives and senators inviting one of them, someone, please just come and answer our questions Send an aide, send, send a congressional staffer, send an intern, send somebody out <laughs> to talk to us, to answer the questions. We've got a lot of people here. I mean, they brought a bunch yeah. of people to Washington, Well, they DC. had hundreds and hundreds of people as uh, members, if not thousands. Right. They brought a bunch of them from all across the country to D.C. for a kind of a gathering on the, the I think it was the National Mall or somewhere like that. And they, you know, they had set up a podium and they had invited all of these representatives, the 535 Congress people. They brought them all and, you know, brought them, hand delivered them to their offices. They, you know, there was no doubt that these people had been invited to come and answer these questions to uh, to help redress these grievances, to a, to at least address uh, the the grievances, to to speak to them. Nobody showed up. Not even Ron Paul's office uh, came out uh, for this for some reason. That was baffling to me. But it was nobody, probably because it was pointless. Maybe. <laughs> nobody mean- came out. And so they took it to court. And they challenged the issue of uh, you know, the, the First Amendment. They, they had said this, this portion of the First Amendment about the redress of grievances had never been heard by the Supreme Court before. And it was true. And the Supreme Court did end up uh, – did did, didn't they just uh, uphold the lower court well, lo- lower they court's just, decision? They refused to hear the the case, thereby they, upholding the thereby decision. upholding the lower court's decision, that, which was essentially that you can write all you want, complain all you want, and we'll take your complaints, but we're not going to do anything about it. You we have don't have redress to do of grievances about it. in the sense that you may choose between two crap sandwiches every four years. That's your redress of grievance, yeah. grievance, citizen. Yeah. Good luck. How's that make you feel? One eight five five four five zero three seven three three eight five five four fifty free. I mean, Americans know that the government's corrupt, don't don't you? Don't you know the government's corrupt? Well, what do you mean by corrupt? Well, they say one thing and they do another. Hypocritical uh, that uh, they, you know they're supposed to be doing thing A, but in point of fact are doing thing B, which is in uh, point of you know the, what is which is actually undermining thing A in so the they first tell place. Lies. You know, like the CIA creating Al Qaeda, for instance, leave, and uh, fomenting terror and uh, stuff like that around the world. Leave uh, you know truths unsaid. Right. Uh, if I mean, if like it's that. really their job to protect you, which is what George Bush and Barack Obama will tell you. If, but it's Romney. not their job to protect you. They, it's they their job it to hold, uphold the protection that you want. And however, you as a citizen being of the people, supposedly, how can you possibly know how to properly vote on a bureaucrat when the government has so many secrets? Because I don't know that the government's, you know, the government's certainly out there telling lies. I, corrupt, I think, is a very strong word. I can see what, how you're using in that circumstance. But I find it impossible for the average individual to make an educated vote when they don't know, they don't know the facts. 
Well, I mean, to be corrupt is to be guilty of dishonest practices, according to the dictionary. So, I mean, <laughs> if the government's not corrupt, then I don't know what is. I mean, because on one hand, they claim to protect you. On the other hand, they are the ones who are putting you in grave danger. So what they, could be more corrupt than that? Well, certainly, um, I mean, I don't think most people – I don't think most people would disagree that, that uh, many uh, of the representatives and senators are out there taking, uh, you know – not necessarily bribes, but campaign contributions yep. from large organizations and then voting in the interests of those large organizations. If you don't call that a bribe, I don't know what you call it. No, that's exactly and I would what call that, that is. Uh, corruption, that's corruption too. as well. So, you debased, know, I, that would be debased in character, depraved, uh, wicked, evil. Uh, 855 – and bribery is right there in uh, definition one, two. Guilty of dishonest practices as bribery, lacking integrity, crooked – 855-450. Call in if you believe that politicians are largely full of integrity. One eight five. You want to talk about a way to get no calls? Could there possibly be somebody who thinks that that's the case? That the the politicians that they're politicians that actually have integrity? Let's exclude Ron Paul from the discussion. I, we'll give him. I a could pass. make an argument against Ron Paul having you, integrity. You frankly. could make the argument, but it's a yeah, it's a tough argument. It's he's just the best. Yeah. I mean, he has to work within a corrupt system, and he's the most uh, you know, stand-up guy inside that system. All right. So you can bring up what you want. We've got plenty of time for your calls about whatever's on your mind, 855-450-3733. And then coming up, insider attacks against U.S. and allied troops. What's happening? I don't know if you've heard the news, but we'll uh, share it with you here in a moment. 855-450-3733. And, of course, you can bring up anything. Free talk live. Hi, I'm Derek J. I don't want a politician to represent me. To me, government is the idea that one group of people can coerce everyone to comply with an edict or face increasing punishments up to and including death. Despite perhaps the most noble of intentions, the best government services are a far cry from what could be provided for by voluntary interactions. Besides, the people who call themselves the government wage wars and put peaceful people in jail for crimes involving no victims. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimesPree.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the second hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves here, 855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. 1-855-450-FREE. You can, of course, take control and bring up whatever you want. Uh, We're going to go right into your phone calls uh, in the last hour, though. Just wanted to bring you up to speed if you're just tuning in. We had talked about uh, Extraordinary Rendition and something like 22, 23 people, uh, all of whom work for the CIA. I think all of, but one person works for the CIA. They've been found guilty in uh, an international court in Italy. They are being sentenced to seven years in prison for their role in kidnapping people from the streets and taking them and putting them in prisons in foreign countries where they are then allegedly tortured. So whether you want to talk about rendition and your thoughts on that or... You want to bring up anything that you want, you can. We also discussed uh, the issue of 
this claim to redress of grievances, which doesn't actually exist. The Supreme Court uh, made it pretty clear that uh, the government's under no obligation whatsoever to redress your grievances in the same way that the Supreme Court has also ruled over and over again that the government is in no obligation whatsoever to provide you with any services at all. So not only are they under no obligation to redress your grievance, but they're also under no obligation to come to your house when you call the police. They're under no obligation to keep you safe. They're under no obligation to provide you with A, B, or C service. It doesn't matter. If they do it, it's just because they feel like it, not because they have to. They're well, it's, it's, to just, it's not because they feel like it. It's to justify their behavior. Um, to justify their existence. Justify their existence, I should say. The... There was actually a case, and the most recent case, I believe, the that the you know showing the Supreme Court ruled upon uh, that they had no obligation to protect is uh, I think it was three women were uh, being held for a course of twenty four hours. Uh, that's an old case. That's not that recent. There have been more recent cases, okay, well, but they were raped and murdered over a long period of time, and the police never came. They were called uh, multiple yeah. times, and they never came, and they never responded to the nine one one call. And one might ask, why do I pay taxes if when I call for the police? They don't come. You pay taxes because they will come if you don't pay. Right. And th- They'll and that's come the to guarantee. your house and take you. One thing you can believe for sure is they may not show up to your neighborhood if you have a bad neighborhood or whatever, um, whatever, but they'll certainly come if you don't pay your taxes. Let's go to Brian. He's listening to WNIS in Newport News, Virginia. Hey, Brian. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I'd like to know why uh, presidential election. Uh, that our votes are being counted out of this country, that Spain is actually going to be counting our votes. Yeah, somebody called about this the other day, and that was, uh, was it the Diebold Company? It's, it's electronic voting, right? Yes, it, it, it's a company, uh, it's, uh, uh, we understand that Spain is a, a socialist country. Well, so is this country. Well, not really. Uh, define socialism. Uh, I'm still walking around. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> socialism well, is the uh, government owner- ownership of the means of production. And since the means of production ultimately comes down to land and people, and the government claims your labor as a taxable item and your land as a taxable item, I would claim that the government claims the land and the people as their own, as an owner. They, they own it if they are able to tax it. So therefore, that government, the United States government, is a socialist government. Well, well, that, that being said, it's getting, uh, well, Lenin said it doesn't matter who votes. Just who counts them. Uh, this is out of Russia. Now, the original source for this story is questionable. It's a CNN I report uh, is where it is found. If you look for this voting, uh, being votes being counted in Spain claim, uh, there's the Idaho statesman that is saying that their secretary of state is debunking this claim that the federal government has transferred authority to count 2012's ballots to a Spanish company. Said he was questioned about the rumor last week at a Republican breakfast and responded with a joke. He said, I just chuckled and said, well, the Bosques have been counting him for years ever since Pete came in, referring to fellow Bosque and predecessor Pete Sinisura, Idaho's chief election uh, official from 1967 to 2002. So he's saying that uh, this is just nonsense. It's not true. Oh, okay. Well, the thing about it is, like Lennon said, it doesn't matter who votes, it matters. Sure. And what does it matter whether I, the machine counting the votes is in uh, Idaho or in Spain? Either way, it's a program on a computer that can you know, be manipulated and evidence is shown 
that uh, there are back doors and things like this in uh, many of these electronic voting uh, setups. So there's always that possibility that somebody could tinker around. Even if an election is fair and honest and just, that doesn't mean you're going to get a good politician in there. No doubt. Brian, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate your thoughts tonight. 855-450-FREE. A different Brian is on the line also listening to WNIS in Virginia. Hey, Brian. Hey, how are you tonight? This one's in Norfolk. Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, first of all, I really enjoy your show, and I like a lot of your points, and I agree with them. Go ahead with your thoughts. Thanks. We had a caller earlier concerning child pedophiles in the Philippines. Um, The time frame he was mentioning, I was stationed there Hmm. in the Philippines. As a matter of fact, I go back and forth to the Philippines now because I'm a merchant seaman. And basically... He's painting a picture like, oh, we looked the other way about this, you know, child pedophiles and all that. When I was a military police walking a beat out there in Alonga Post City, which made Thailand look sick in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, that's not true. If there was any kind of uh, indiscretion with even little kids or whatever, even the adult age people, believe you me, we, they would have been a round, round turn taken on that. So, in other words, it was clean and orderly, and nothing like that other caller was. So why did the base get shut I down? Would. Yeah, they they shut it down in '92, but I don't think it was because of that. I think there was just simply the base was just you know the political things at the time after uh, Marcos mm-hmm. fell and Aquino was in office and their Congress over there. You know, what had, about uh, riots? Yes. Did riots occur? Uh, yeah, I was there in um, '85. We had a uh, wildcat strike, which we got a merit. We got decorated for it. It was about a week when it shut down. Yeah, it was right. You were decorated uh, for a wildcat strike. What is a wildcat strike? Basically, they did things without any kind of authorization. They just pretty much, you know, the people power thing from was being generated. So okay, I thought there it. was a wildcat on the base. Somebody like, captured oh, it no, or something. No, 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 oh, no. That was a political term. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know all the yeah. military uh, lingo, so I, that's why I asked what it was. All right, so oh, yeah. so you basically said this guy that called in the last hour is full of it, and uh, he was suggesting there was all this uh, you know child prostitution going on around the military base, and the military was looking the other way. Was there and... prostitution going on? Surely that was going on, right? Oh, of course it was. Sure. Yeah, okay. Just a matter of fact, if you go in Manila, I was there three months ago. You go there now, it's just the same thing. I mm. mean, but uh, as far as the U.S., all I can say in a military police standpoint, that is not the case. If there was any the indiscretion, something like that, believe me, even with the U.S. Air Force, which is much stricter down in uh, Clark Air Base, you know, which is over uh, on the other side, about about 40 miles away. They were even more stricter. And if, you know, I think what it is, I retired from the Navy, you know. And so I could say with my experience that if there was anything like that, um, the reason probably why his command got upset was he probably jumped the gun. He didn't give them a chance to work on it. And of course, if you just run to your congressman without giving your chain of command a you know, oh, he's uh, no, 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 no. He's complaining about it now. He's like still writing letters uh, today, twenty years later, uh, complaining about this uh, this situation. Maybe he was writing them back then too. But the reason he he had called about it tonight was he'd gotten a blow off letter from from Congress. But Recently. I don't think he's I don't think he's going to get anywhere with his complaints. And uh, I appreciate your perspective on the story. Thanks for uh, for calling in and sharing that. Anything else on your mind tonight? Oh no, no. I just wanted to sort of like make it 
there's a record straight. I appreciate you know, no that. Even back then, you were you there, know, and I, I appreciate the uh, the expertise. And thank you for the call tonight. So, which guy do you believe? There I, was the uh, the guy originally uh, that had made the claims, and this guy says, "No, no way." I tend to believe that there was prostitution going on, mm-hmm. and I'll bet you some of those prostitutes were under the age of 18. However, I bet you some military guys uh, took advantage of uh, the prostitutes. Whether it was under 18 or not, I don't know. Well, and they I, may not have known either. Take, sadly, prostitutes in, um, work in the sort of gray market, and they, um, you know, they, they often will get taken advantage just because they can't go to the law, um, so they can't be protected in the way that other businesses can be protected. But I can't imagine for a second that military police officers would, uh, would allow 12-year-old girls uh, you know, to be prostituted against their will in some kind of um, you know near the military base. There's if more they knew about it. Eight five five four fifty free. Sacle CAI toll free line. You take control. Bring up anything you want. Free talk live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Toll-free number tonight for you to take control of the airwaves is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight in the studio, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, 1-855-450-3733. That toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. If you've got a business and, well... You don't want to do the accounts receivable into that business because, well, you got in your business to do whatever it was and not paperwork. SACL CAI can handle that for you, and they can handle it in a way that respects you and your customer. Um, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one at the right-hand side of the page at freetalklive.com. SACL CAI. All right, let's continue here. Tom is on the line in Norfolk. You're on Free Talk Live listening to WNIS. Hey, Tom. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. What's uh, on your mind tonight? Uh, I just got one thing to say, and I, I can't debate it or anything, but uh, the U.S. government doesn't accept the Amoration children left behind in the Philippines as U.S. citizens. Okay. They don't accept uh, the children of the uh, the military men that have impregnated people in the Philippines, is what you're saying? Yes, sir. And there, there's been specials on uh, uh, national public uh, the. Uh, public television about it, you know, it's it's open to the American people, and nobody seems to accept it. That there are children over there, and they're living a horrible life, and they were, and the the fathers didn't accept the children, and they're living in us, uh, they're living in poor conditions in the Philippines, That's... and the United States government refuses to accept them as children. Of That's terrible. Now let me let me ask you this: Would I mean? So if there's a military base over there, shouldn't there be some kind of relations between the two countries where the mother I'm of these sure – I'm sorry. Where the mothers are able to you know, demand some kind of uh, you know, payment from these uh, – basically, there's deadbeat dads, right? Right. You know, I don't, I don't know that and you and I have any responsibility. Half of, half of them probably have no idea who their father is. Maybe. Yeah, you know, it's certainly a possibility. Like, uh, Unless the baby comes out white. Well – it, that, but they they could very well have you know had more than one you know partner in a short period of time. They certainly could. 
Yeah, so, I, I get and, where you're coming from, man. That is, uh, they are American citizens if they were fathered by an American. Is but, that so? I mean, I don't know how the uh, I don't know how the American citizenship thing works. But if I were over, uh, you know, if I were in Germany, where they, you know, the largest percentage of the population is probably white. I don't know. I haven't checked the, uh, um, you know, the statistics over there. And I fathered a child just with, you know, some gal um, in Germany. Then would that child be a have dual citizenship? I believe so. Okay. But, well, none of us uh, are experts on this particular topic, no, but but either way, it. you know, if what you're saying is true, and that is that these you know children of these military members are being prevented from becoming citizens, I think that's uh, that's sad. I mean, because I think that more people should come here. Uh, people that want a better life for themselves, if they can escape where they currently are, should be able to come here and make a better life for themselves. I mean, that's. But what I don't think that anybody is. I don't think you and I have any responsibilities as taxpaying citizens to anybody. Anybody, frankly, whether they were born a U.S. citizen or not. Tom, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. Let's continue here. Uh, Let's go to Robert listening to KMED out in Medford, Oregon. Hey, Robert. Hello there. Yeah, I just wanted to make a couple of comments. Um, Sure. I appreciate your show there. Um, Go ahead. uh, One thing I wanted to bring up is uh, uh, the uh, extraordinary rendition, you know, the avenues you have to to do, try and go through that process at this point now is um, through the politicians and and how much money you have to... Know if you want to have any kind of influence on the government as far as all that said and done. But um, on the other hand, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up though is the, the fact that the people that have money in the bank and they keep printing thirty billion dollars every month because they can't get money from China or borrow money or are we're too far in debt to borrow money now, so they're just going to print it. And so they're printing thirty billion dollars a month. Forty billion dollars. Uh, forty. It's 40. Turn on the presses, yeah. blow up the balloons, it's a party. Yeah, what they're doing is they're buying uh, distressed uh, mortgage-backed securities, which means garbage. Um, you know, if you can mm-hmm. imagine that the uh, the United States, uh, you know, Federal Reserve, which is a group of private banks that uh, sort of works for the United States government and issuing uh, currency, was, you know, issuing more currency in order to be able to buy uh, mortgage-backed securities, which are, you know, that may or may not be things that are already foreclosed on, just garbage uh, investments that uh, nobody would, nobody in their right mind would want to buy. I mean, you, y- y- people make such a big deal about the government paying too much for ashtrays, toilet seats, or hammers. But when it pays, for some reason or another, it doesn't make any bit of difference if the Federal Reserve pays way too much for uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's uh, bullcrap um, investments. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. You know, um, that's... Um, um uh, interesting. They, they're now that the real estate is uh, it's just another way to funnel money is, um, uh, into different corporations or, or, or different uh, entities. Uh, sure. A lot of that money, it'd be, it'd be interesting, you know, like follow the money. That'd be interesting to be able to get to the some of that money they don't want to talk about. Like Fort Knox, they won't even uh, reveal uh, how much gold is in there. Uh, that's that was denied many years ago. Yeah, if there is any gold in Fort Knox. I mean, how would anyone know? Well, however much, if there is any gold in Fort Knox, it sure as hell isn't going to meet to uh, the national debt. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that um, you know, it's kind of interesting to think um, um, uh, uh, how they can have that power. Uh, why isn't our government uh, responsible for this? They call it the Federal Reserve, but our government is not responsible. That's just like another hidden agenda. You know, even but, uh, if the government did run the Federal Reserve, it wouldn't matter anyway because it's still a monopoly currency that is uh, well, fiat. It, so. would, it would matter in the sense that, um, you know, currently the the Federal Reserve is able to buoy the value of the dollar by buying all of, you know, more than 75% of the, the United States debt is going to the Federal Reserve. It's the lender of last resort. That's right. But at this point, they're the only resort because China won't buy anymore. And 
the well, American. I've, I've heard that China has a, um, China just uh, started their own Federal Reserve. Somebody maybe can correct me if I'm wrong, but I just heard that uh, China just uh, assembled a Federal Reserve in fashion just like ours, and I, I, they're getting ready to buy up our banks. I can't are, I, um, and selling off the our banks. I'm confused. Why would Ch- China have already had a central? Uh, yeah, I can't bank imagine that they previously. So how is this different? Well, it's, uh, my, I just got, got wind of um, uh, China uh, starting to use their uh, Federal Reserve to um, kind of like um, we've done with ours in such a way where they um, uh, can. Of course, they've done that in the past too. You know, China had a problem when they printed money and then it collapsed on them. But um, uh, uh, maybe uh, somebody could educate me on that. Uh, China's re- uh, Federal Reserve because it sounds like that's going to be another stabilizing power, especially if they're selling off the banks from America off to China. That'd be one thing. I think it's certainly with, uh, possible that Chinese companies uh, could be purchasing American banks, uh, but you know. To suggest that China is going to start a Federal Reserve is con- is confusing. I, I think that uh, if China is willing to buy anything, um, th- there would be it would be a reason to celebrate if China was willing to buy any of the United States government's assets. Um, you know, at this point, they are so distressed that China isn't buying them anymore. Mm. This is um, you know, the Saturday Night Live is making jokes about the United States owing a huge amount of money to China, and there's no doubt that it does. But it owes significantly more to the Federal Reserve, and the Federal Reserve is. It basically, uh, you know, its charter is, is that it has to buy this stuff. And so, you know, that's the real problem is, is that they're, we're buying our own stuff, not that somebody else isn't willing to buy it. If you open a business and the only people that are willing to buy from you are your mom, you're going to go out of business. <laughs> hey, Robert, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to Kurt listening in Michigan. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Sure, great. What's on your mind? Uh, well, this one actually goes to Mark. Um, and I'd like to know, how does your philosophy of self-ownership coincide with your idea that you can actually own a person? Hold that thought. We'll bring you back here in a moment, Kurt. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You think you can own people, Mark? Is that what he suggested? Apparently, I do. Free Talk Live. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it is the live Saturday edition, wherein you can take control of the airwaves. Same thing you can do every night of the week. We do it seven nights a week, and we're live every single night. If we're not live on your local talk radio station, you can uh, help us be live and contact them. If they don't air any Free Talk Live, ask real nicely. Talk to the program director and ask for some Free Talk Live. And if they air some Free Talk Live, but not all seven nights, then ask them nicely to take some more. It'd be great. Uh, You can go and get details on how to contact local radio stations at localfact.freetalklive.com. Local FAQ, as in frequently asked questions, localfact.freetalklive.com. The fact is that uh, legal documents are a fact of life, and 
LegalZoom.com has made it easy for you to get common legal documents that uh, Thank people, goodness. people trust. Yeah, and it's relatively in, inexpensive, too. I went over there and made my will. It was uh, like 50 bucks or 60 bucks, something like that. You're not even, you can't even find one lawyer to work for uh, that yeah. cheap. Well, you know, I mean, mine wasn't that complicated, but I'm sure it will, they can handle more complicated wills. Uh, you can go to LegalZoom.com. The Fortune magazine calls them blessedly simple. And that you, when you go there, you use coupon code FTL, save 10 bucks on your order. It's LegalZoom.com. All right, so we're going to get back into your phone calls here. Of course, you can bring up anything you want. Kurt is on the line. He's uh, near Detroit. And, Kurt, you'd asked Mark a question. Can you recap that question for our audience just tuning in? Sure. Um, how does your philosophy of self-ownership coincide with your idea that you can own a person? So um, I would say that I do believe that uh, I own myself and that other people own themselves. I'm not sure that I believe that I can. Okay, stipulate other than yourself. I apologize for that. Right, right. Um, you know, I'm, there's nothing to apologize for. I certainly believe okay. I own myself and I believe that other people own themselves. But I don't believe that I tr- attempt to own other people. Well, on a previous Sunday show, you said something to the like of a case can be made that you own your children. I'd like okay. you to make that Ooh. case, please. Okay. So, um, you know, when it comes down to... And you have a four-year-old son. I Mark. have a four-year-old son, four and a half. And, uh, Kurt, do you have kids? Um, I have a stepson. Okay. So, He's 22, so, I mean, yeah. What, okay. Whatever ownership you might have had at him, um, you know, has uh, diminished. And I'm only saying that this ownership sort of exists in a world of, um, you know, re- practicality as opposed to sort of reality. No one's given me a deed to my son. Uh, but he can't or go to you, but you own yourself. That's right. Um, he, he can't go. He can't stay up as late as he wants. He has to take a bath at certain times. Uh, you know, he has to take a bath, whether in some cases, whether he wants to or not. He is not allowed to go out whenever he wants. He's to. your little prisoner. He is a cute little prisoner that gets lots of tickling control, and kisses. Control is not ownership, though. <laughs> um, okay. Control is not. not? It, it's a lot like ownership. <laughs> It's a pretty important factor, right? Like if you own is, something, it then being able but to control it is pretty important. It's all, but, but ownership is ultimate dominion, right? I mean, you ultimate can use, dominion. abuse, trade, sell, destroy. These are all things you can't do with your child. I mean, you may be the—I I prefer the, the idea that you're the caretaker of their rights until they— I like that. That's, oh, that's, it's a nice way to say that effectively he is my slave. Um, I mean, but— you know, you can. The fact is, well, he's in, not your, he's wait, not your wait, slave. I mean, what, what is you second, can't Kurt? destroy him. In in, in antebellum uh, in antebellum South, it was murder to kill a slave. It was considered by the state a murder charge if you killed a slave. Now you he's likely not a good be, slave, though. I mean, he's not. You know, no, he he's can't pick any crops or yeah, feed the pigs or he's, anything. He's an awful little slave, but he's he's helping pick up sticks in the yard and he's okay. learning how to do some things uh, so that he can earn some money so he can get uh, little little X Men action figures that he's very excited about. And uh, you know, I mean, the, in the it's fact pretty is, harsh to call your son a slave, man. I mean, I'm it's... only saying that if you have a twelve year old, you can make them go out and pull weeds in the yard. He doesn't what have to. He person... can say no. You you can't yeah you you can't make them. I you mean, can you could, beat them corporally. The, the most you could do, in, even in a free society, the most you could do would be able to retract your your sustenance. That's right? true. In a free you, society, you, this is true, Kurt. I absolutely agree with you. I'm talking about today, and today I can tell my 12 year old to go out in the yard and pick weeds, and if they don't, I can beat them. Well, if you beat them, they can. I mean, today. Not in a free society. They can call the state and you'll end up in jail. I can spank so, them with an open I mean, hand on their butt. <laughs> at 12? 
I mean, it depends on where you are. Some police officers will call this. In Texas, a, a judge convicted a woman of, of spanking their chi- or child for child abuse. But many police officers will just turn around and walk away because it's not, it's not child abuse to spank your child. So, you know, I mean, it depends on the family and the circumstances. Has, again, corporal punishment aside, ownership has, you know, specific properties to it. Like I'm only saying that many of the properties to, to set, to set fire, like I could set fire to my car if I want, provided I'm not going to defraud my insurance company. No one should have anything to say about it. I agree that they but shouldn't, that, but they likely if I will. That to my child, on the other hand, I think there's a little bit of a issue there. And and in uh, you know, like I said, even under the laws of slavery as they existed 200 years ago, that would have been called murder. Well, Mark, you and I had, had so nobody and nobody would dispute that slaves were owned in antebell in the antebellum South. Well, hold on a second, you controlled. and I, Mark, you and I had had a discussion about part of this topic on the the way home uh, today, where we were going and visiting somebody. But okay. uh, we, we were talking about self ownership mm-hmm. at uh, on part of our ride, and I had suggested that ultimately. Uh, that you know you don't actually own yourself because the evidence shows that you're owned. The evidence shows that there's you know men of a group of uh, men and women out there calling themselves government that uh, act like they own you. They tell you what to do and you do it. Generally. And I say they don't. And you said you don't. And you made an interesting point, and that is that because ultimately you choose to do as they say. That that's you correct. could choose otherwise. Of course, then certain pu- I you know, own consequences me would and come. I decide. But if that's true, then Mark, then you can't say that the slaves were owned either. I agree with you in that circumstance. You but, absolutely, but they were I traded. Mean, they were purchased. Effectively owned. How's that? Well, they were. They were other people exercising the rights of ownership, but they were doing okay. so under under uh, you know ultimate coercion. All right, right. I'll I'll, so, I'll 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 stipulate, sir. Sir, I will stand to your stipulation. It's uh, ultimate ownership or effective ownership or or whatever. However, you want to uh, you know whatever adjective you want to have attached to it. You are your son's caretaker. I, I absolutely and I like agree. That. And you're. That's how I operate. Because he should, because Jack, in an an ideal world, that's that's your son, son, uh, should be able to emancipate himself. Uh, here in New At Hampshire, four, that would be pretty amazing. It would be, uh, but if Jack decided, if Jack and and you know he's getting older, he's he can con- he can converse very effectively, <laughs> and uh, you know uh, he's got his grandma right. So if Jack decided that he wants it's to live with grandma, and that he does not want to live with the two of you, uh, and grandma agreed with that, Jack should be able to make that change. Jack should be able to to initiate that uh, that change if grandma's willing to to take him in. And of course, as as children get older, they should be able to emancipate themselves. At whatever age they uh, they want, which would be which would be more accurate to call that situation a caretaker situation. Today, unfortunately, we have the state which will take a uh, child that uh, does not want to be with parents and force them uh, to be with the parents. So I love the what you're coming up with there, Kurt, and I think that's it's much more accurate than slave but driver. If, if if Jack wanted to walk out the door at six, he should be able to now. A smart a. caretaker. Or PM. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell years. you, he's bu- he's up at so, both times. <laughs> but you know, he, at six at six years, he should okay. be able to walk out the door if he wants. Now, a smart caretaker is going to walk behind him to make sure that he's you know. That no, I, I like what Emberly uh, t- said the other day to me, one of the activists up here in Keene, about what she did when her son uh, pulled this stunt when he was about two or three years old or something like that. He was going to leave. He's getting out of here. And really? uh, so she was like, okay, well, good luck out there. And she just let him walk out the uh, the front door. And, of course, he was back, you know, within instants. Like, it did not take – he didn't even make it down right. the driveway. Well, you, you, you know, you're, you're at the window watching them, and if they get to the point where you think they're going to get up, you make sure you follow them, because, you know, there is a point at which they're going to realize that they're not going to be able to handle it. Yeah. You know, getting to 12, 13, 14, 
I mean, Benjamin Franklin, you know, uh, he, he uh, polished off the most uh, uh, grueling apprenticeship that there was of the day in printing and then went off to a, a curriculum that would choke a Yale graduate today. And he was 13. That's yeah, how. That's so the ages we, that people, you know, maintained adulthood at that time. Kurt, uh, interesting Indeed. discussion. I thank you for making the call tonight. Eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. And maybe you'd like to talk about this issue of uh, self ownership. Do you actually own yourself? I think that. I like your position, Mark, that uh, that we do actually own ourselves because ultimately we get to choose uh, what we decide to do with ourselves. But then again, as you said. In what was it that the, the term they used? Basically, in reality, uh, you know, you are controlled by these these other people. Well, the, they, people attempt to control, and you can uh, you know abide by that control they or can, not. They can control your body, but they cannot control your mind. How about that? Sounds accurate. Eight five five four fifty free. And if we have enough bodies in one place, then they can't control the bodies anymore. It's free talk live. Take control of the airwaves toll-free. This is the live Saturday edition, and the program is Free Talk Live. We'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Just head on over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we will share with you there. In fact, if uh, if you would like to support Free Talk Live, one of the things you can do is become an amplifier. It's only a few bucks a month, and you can help support Free Talk Live uh, by going to amp.freetalklive.com. We'll take that money in and invest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more internet listeners on board as well to expose new people to the ideas of freedom, which, you know, it's pretty important to me. If that's important to you as well, and you think we're doing a good job of it here, then you can help us out. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, and you'll get perks too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, forum, and more. All of it there at amp.freetalklive.com. According to the Associated Press, uh, There have been some insider attacks, as they are called, against the United States and allied troops by Afghan forces. Uh, They're an attempt, they say, the uh, U.S. people, to uh, by the Taliban to drive a wedge between coalition and Afghan troops, according to a senior officer. But he said that while Western troops are now warier of Afghan partners, they are determined to avoid a full breakdown in trust. Uh, the Brigadier General from Australia, Roger Noble, the Deputy Alliance's Chief Operation, or Operations Chief, acknowledged in a teleconference uh, that the attacks which have killed 51 coalition troops so far this year alone. I love how the uh, the, the, the the higher's up higher ups propose to speak for the troops. Mm. Um, you know, we, the the troops are determined. Really, the troops are determined, or the general is determined to make the troops do what he wants. I think probably a lot of the troops want to go home. That's just my, you know, I'm just going out on a limb there, considering based on how many of them gave money to Ron Paul's campaign this uh, this year, how he got more contributions, received more contributions from the troops than all of the other uh, candidates, the Republican, the Republican candidates, candidates combined. combined. So, and well, uh, and, and quite a bit more than Obama, too. So, yeah, you know, that's an indicator there that a lot of the troops would rather not be there. They, I think they want to would like, you know, because if Ron Paul were elected, he'd bring him home. And uh, so according to uh, Becky Akers over at LewRockwell.com, this re- Gener- General Roger Noble laments in the article, It's one thing to be killed in action by the insurgents. It's quite another to be shot in the back of the head at night by your friends. 
And she points out that sane people would consider such friends and shootings a clue that Afghanis don't appreciate U.S. and allied troops invading their country any more than the U.S. and its allies would welcome Afghani conquerors to theirs. I'm sure that some uh, people in Afghanistan think it's just fine that U.S. troops are there. Probably Karzai and his family. I know that Karzai's brother is a big drug dealer, according to the news, and uh, actually has a predilection for young boys. And that, uh, I guess, U.S. contractors actually supplied young boys to... Aye, What's aye. that? That's terrible. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> you, you, you're not familiar with this story? Oh, yes. This is, this occurred. At least that's the, the claim by the news mm. agency that reported it. So, you know, there's... Uh, Contractors, U.S. contractors, which I'm sure that the Afghanis can't tell from military people, um, from the U.S. government. To them, they're all just Americans. Uh, you know, those people supplying young boys for you know pedophilia parties. Uh, this is a news story. You look it up. You don't believe me? Go go ahead and take a look. Karzai's brother, of course, is a big drug dealer, moving stuff, and uh, the U.S. troops. I just saw a headline recently. Have been told to uh, leave him alone. He gets stand uh, down. We must continue the heroin output. And, uh, of course, U.S. troops uh, guarding poppy fields. And there's, you know, no matter how many allied or how many attacks there are on allied forces here by um, Afghan police and and other military um, organizations, it doesn't even hold a candle to the number of U.S. troops that are killing themselves over there. Uh, The suicide rate's incredible. And there's more (laughs) there are more deaths uh, from suicide over there than there are from uh, battlefield uh, deaths. So. You know, there's some kind of problem going on in the military, and it's a morale problem, and it may be this longest war in U.S. history that's being fought for, what is it? What is it? I don't know. Uh, but Petraeus was quoted in 2011 as saying that there's a lot of minerals in the soil over there. Maybe it's you know turning Afghanistan into uh, another U.S. puppet st- state so that they can get— Or maybe it's just a war for a war's sake simply because the military-industrial complex needs to make money, and this is a big way for the you know the Federal Reserve, for instance, to funnel, funnel uh, fresh cash into the U.S. economy. Could be. That's something. Uh, but let me continue here with what Becky Akers has to say about her analysis, because the article itself at the Washington Post and the Associated Press is basically just all about the military and what they're doing about this and uh, the, what the politicians think. And, you know, this is terrible. The troops are uh, are upset about this. And you know, there's these people that are basically in- infiltrating. They're infiltrating uh, the uh, agreement through the agreements they have with uh, certain Afghani forces. They've infiltrated into that and they get close and they start killing, start killing, the you know, the troops. Because they got on the inside. Well, in fact, doing this only makes the uh, United States occupation longer because, you know, the, the, the U.S. forces at this point want to turn over whatever they've got to the Afghanis. And so when they have things like this, it just slows the prop- operation down. All right. So uh, she says that sane people would uh, would not consider these people friends and would want to leave. But we're dealing, she points out, with politicians and warriors, not sane people. The closest to sense these psychopaths come is suggesting an early, though not immediate, withdrawal, uh, meaning, of course, a retreat from where no American or allied soldiers should have trespassed in the first place. The British Empire, she says, faced the same conundrum in the late 18th or in the 18th century, rather, with its rebellious American colonies. His Majesty's army had invaded New York City on September 15, 1776. Just six days later, on this date, 236 years ago, and this was written yesterday, uh, a devastating fire destroyed a quarter of the place. And she points out that debate has raged ever since about the origins of this fire, but the British commanders at the time insisted that Americans, even some of them New Yorkers, had set it to deprive the Redcoats of their victory and comfortable quarters for the upcoming winter. 
My lord, British General William Ho wrote to the Secretary of State safely at home in London, Between the 20th and 21st instant at midnight, a most horrid attempt was made by a number of wretches to burn the town of New York, in which they succeeded too well. Many were detected in the fact, and some killed upon the spot by the enraged troops in garrison, and had it not been for the exertion of various British brigades, the whole town must infallibly have been consumed, as the night was extremely windy. And, of course, you can read more about the Great Fire. Uh, imagine, she says, battling people who, resent, who so resent you that they will burn their own homes or join your unit just to kill you. Where is the soldier's conscience, or at least his instinct, for self-preservation? In that, in that circumstance? Yeah. Oh. So that's what's going on right now. You've got uh, the, you know, people invading the, uh, the military surreptitiously and then turning uh, on the people that are supposedly on their same side. And they're you not cannot, getting away with it. You cannot win this war. What would you say? They're not going. They're not going to get away with it. You can't just, you know, you're not going to sign up to be an Afghani police officer so that you can get close enough to kill off three or four or five U.S. troops, and then expect that you're going to slip into the night and go oh, live a normal mean. life after that. Yeah, you're going to go yeah. to prison if you're or not be dead. executed on the spot. Yeah. Right, and this so they're equivalents of suicide bombers. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting uh, twist on the suicide bomber. Typically, the suicide bomber is taking on uh, innocent people in you know various different public locations as kind of the traditional suicide bomber um, modus operandi. But in this case, uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit more of a long-term infiltration. That's yeah, going suicide on. bombers only exist in countries that are occupied. Mm-hmm. Only. That's, uh, I mean, well, I suppose that there's probably some instance where that's not the truth, but the vast majority of suicide bombers occur in occupied countries. And that's the level of desperation that these people feel. Now, whatever the reason you think that the U.S. troops are there, I, I, I'd be interested. What's the mission? I just don't know what the mission is anymore. You're it, asking that of uh, the listener. Anybody. 855-450-FREE. Yeah, well, that's a good question. What is the mission in Afghanistan? What is the end goal? Is it to stabilize? Because I personally, as a U.S. citizen who is uh, forced to pay taxes for these wars, don't care if there's stability in Afghanistan. It doesn't matter to me. Define stability. Stability means putting in, tr- in, in, in place a government that will keep down. Governments are, are basically armed gangs. Um, and yep. they'll put in place a government that is strong enough to keep all other armed gangs down. Now, you can call your armed gang the Taliban or you can call it the, the, you know, the, the Afghani government or you can call it whatever you want. But that's essentially what they are. They're able to keep whatever the other gangs are down. So if you have an answer to the question about uh, what is the purpose, what is the mission in uh, Afghanistan, 855-450-FREE, because it, it cannot be one. I mean, if the purpose is to somehow defeat the enemy of terrorism, then uh, that's not going to happen. As you pointed out earlier, Mark, the, you know, the war on terror is a war against a nebulous uh, concept that, of course, can always be redefined as some new uh, group of people or individuals out there that is a boogeyman that's supposedly threatening everyone. So we know that's not going to happen. Uh, is the, the mission to, you know, somehow crush the uh, the Taliban or crush the insurgents you know again another nebulous group that you can't define by the, the colors that they wear like in a traditional war and of course the more people that you crush the more insurgents you'll create and the more creative they're going to get in ways to take you out like with these inside attacks 855-450-FREE the SACL CAI toll free line more coming up 
Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyAndHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls Your Birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it, therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live, launching into the third hour of the program, live Saturday edition of the show. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And the number for you is 855-450-FREE. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Create the content on the site. The stuff on the website with the numbers next to them, the items as you go down the page. All of those items added by listeners like you. Voted up by listeners like you. You can also vote down on things you don't like. But the most voted up, make it to the front page at the top of the website at freetalklive.com, so do head over there and get interactive. As we continue here, we will take your calls about absolutely anything. Just before the break, we had talked about a news story, and uh, Becky Akers was reporting it over on the Lou Rockwell blog, which is a great blog if you love the ideas of liberty, by the way. Highly recommend that. Uh, But Becky Akers had cited this article from the Associated Press regarding these insider attacks, as they've been called, uh, on U.S. and allied troops by Afghan forces, in that the uh, Afghan uh, people are infiltrating the whatever Afghani sort of side of the the U.S. side of the conflict is. The, Some people that are Af- Afghani yeah, they're don't, teaming like, up. Yeah, don't like the United States being there, and they're willing to die or be incarcerated. In but they're acting as though they're on the side of the United States yep. initially, and then at some point turning on the soldiers and or acting on the on the side of the allies because they're also killing you know Australian troops and yep. things like that too. Uh, and so that's kind of the, the news. And you'd asked a question, Mark, about the the whole conflict in Afghanistan. Like, what's the point? At this point. Not what was the point, but what is the point? Let's continue with your thoughts. You're welcome to answer that or bring up anything you want. Start with Andrew listening to the Mike 92.1 in Madison, Wisconsin. WXXM. Hey, Andrew. Hey. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I just wanted to answer your question from my point of view, and I do want to stress that it's my point of view, and I was a boots-on-the-ground soldier. I was by no means higher up, not in charge of a great many things. Um, I just wanted to make that clear. Okay. But uh, when I was, in, I was in Afghanistan, I've actually been there twice. Uh, my first time was almost four years ago. I'm sorry to hear uh, that. But, but my most recent was uh, just, just about a year ago. Um, and my time there... Um, our mission as a, as an infantry unit was split between finding these bad guys, um, who we had, you know, high value target lists or whatever. And it was our job to go out and basically find them. And, and ideally we were supposed to capture them. It didn't always work out that way. Um, A lot of times we just didn't find them at all. We would end up going to empty villages. You Um, probably spent most of your time doing that, not finding people. That's the sort of the nature of uh, looking for people. (laughs) Right. Um, and then the other half of our time was that spent 
kind of supporting the infrastructure of Afghanistan. And in my time that we spent there, we built, we helped build schools, roads, wells, and stuff like that. Yep. Which is great. Um, you know, I mean, help people out as best you can. Um, of course, always in the back of my head is, why am I doing this for other people? We could do this at home. Mm. But that was my personal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Um, I just wanted to answer your question. That's what, um, that's what, in my experience, we ended up doing in Afghanistan. That was the mission for my company. So the mission you know, is we, to build uh, roads and schools and bridges. And find and, people. And, and find people. Right. And capture so them. It was, it was split between taking out the bad guys that want to destroy the good stuff and helping the little guy, the average guy, the common guy. You know, so we, we that sounds like government. Villages and stuff like that. That sounds well, like government, yeah, right? We, we supported the local Afghan government. But did did you really, or did you impose a new government? I mean, if if you're going, I mean, did you help the local Afghan government find these people, or did the well, did you help supply the money to build the schools, or did the money just come from the U.S. taxpayers and you went and found people? Now I can't speak for where the money came from because that was you know I was not a, a money guy. Yeah. Now my assumption, my guess would probably be that America spent per if not all, the majority of. The vast now, majority, right? That when we, yeah, the vast majority. Now, when we went out and we helped build um, infrastructure for local villages, we did use local Afghan contractors. Yep, I'm sure you I did. I would say 95% of the time. Yeah, as often and as you we could. we tried to vary it every single time. We would use a different contractor to kind of spread that wealth around the local community. Yes, in, in other words, just essentially buying the, uh, to some extent, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, terribly mercenary about this, but buying the, uh, you know, the goodwill of the folks that are there, the people on the ground. You know, since right. they might have killed uh, some of their relatives uh, in previous visits. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. now I will tell you that the locals that I met, the local Afghans, um, they, they, they enjoyed our presence. But some. also keep in mind that these people, we, you know, were probably getting rich off of American troops being there in their contract companies. And some now, may have been smiling in your face. Had, right. And, and now that's exactly, I don't know. You know, they may have been loving us and on the base and when we were there. And as soon as we left, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say I would like to hope that there were quite a few that I, I'm, is not the right word that I would use because obviously these are not people I would invite to my house for dinner um, if they were to come to the United States. But I would say that for the most part, a lot of them that we worked with, we had a pretty good rapport. I'd like to think, I would hope, that they had a reciprocal, you know, feeling towards us. Oh, they were making money. um, How would you feel, just out of curiosity, how would you feel if, say, the Chinese government came here and decided it was going to help build Build some schools schools and and, 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 and augment the infrastructure, augment a great deal the infrastructure, give us a better life here in this country, which they certainly could do if they wanted to, and, uh, and, say, look for some dissidents um, at the same time. I, I would be, I'm going to be 100% honest, I would be right there with the leaders of the underground resistance. I'll bet you would. Me too. I, I mean, it's just, I, I, that's, I would assume. Do you, do you regret what you've done America in Afghanistan? Same way. No, absolutely not. Um, so should I, the Chinese people have regretted so, if they did it? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, do you understand me, the, the, uh, the kind of the, I get the question there, the issue there, that on one hand you say that you would be the resistance against uh, a Chinese bunch of folks coming over here and imposing their uh, construction projects on us and uh, rounding up dissidents, but at the same time you don't regret doing the exact same thing to other people? I do, and I, I don't, I mean, I know it sounds bad, but 
I do think that our presence there, as though it does have a great effect on, on some of those regions. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the people that the people that don't want us there, I truly do believe are the minority. Now, with that being said, I wish we weren't there because I've lost too many friends. Too oh, many yeah, absolutely. Places. And I mean, what we're doing there is good. I'm glad that we're helping out. But under the situation, I, I just don't think that it's warranted anymore, especially since we've been there. Has it been 12 years now? Andrew, uh, let me read the definition of ethnocentrism to you, okay? It's judging another culture solely by the values and standards of your own, of one's own culture. The ethnocentric individual will judge other groups relative to his or her own particular ethnic group or culture, especially with concern to language, behavior, customs, and religion. So to say that we are going over there and doing good for them is to say that we know what good is and they do not. No, right. No, I I hear you completely. And to some extent, I am guilty as charged. Yeah, me too. Especially on my first trip over there, I went over there with the mindset of a young soldier, you know, who uh, I want to, I want to, Kill shit and, oh, sorry, we got to let you go. Thanks for the call. Uh, Appreciate hearing from you, Sorry, man. Andrew. Yeah, I can't let you say that on the radio, unfortunately. 855-453. He was saying he was gung-ho and going to kill some stuff, stuff over there, and then he kind of changed his perspective, I guess, was going to be the rest of yeah. that. He seems like he's taking a you know a hard look at... It's a mixed view. It's a mixed view, I would say. Yeah. You know, on one hand, uh, he regrets being there because his buddies died. On the other hand, he thinks that the people over there want them to be there. And my question was going to be, had we been able to keep him on the line, uh, was going to be that, well, if a majority of Americans thought it was okay for the Chinese troops to come here and round up some dissidents and uh, build some schools. What's the problem? Know? They're giving us I mean, money. Those American contractors sure would enjoy having the uh, the extra business. You know so- what would be really awesome is if uh, Chinese troops came here and kicked all the other radio talk show hosts that are on from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time off the air. They could round up Michael Savage and uh, Mark Levin and put them to uh, to death, right? That would be great. The, well, uh, No, I'm kidding. I don't want – I don't wish uh, – I don't wish uh, – ill even on those it would people. certainly be good for the business of free talk live though right and so my question was going to be if a majority of americans you know let's say a gallup poll was done a majority of a randomly sampled americans believes that it's great to have the chinese troops here i mean look they're bringing money in they're doing building projects yeah sure people are getting killed here and there but uh it's great people love it would that make it okay if a majority of people thinks it's an okay thing and I don't know if I believe the majority of Afghanis believe it's a Who good knows? thing. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you would like. Here we are on the live Saturday edition, 855-450-FREE. We being me, Ian. And me, Mark. 855-450-3733. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. 
where you can get signed up to follow our news updates. Go to news.freetalklive.com, and you can sign up for email updates where you're going to get the latest about Free Talk Live uh, as it happens. But also, Twitter and Facebook, uh, you're going to get more if you go through Twitter and Facebook, because the news... You know, news is not all we send to Twitter and Facebook. We'll also just update you with questions during the show, sometimes uh, observations, sometimes, of course, we'll retweet, as it's called, uh, what other people have said. And uh, so there's a lot more action, I guess you could say, on the Twitter and Facebook. But you can sign up for any one of those over at news.freetalklive.com. If you're interested in Bitcoins, if you've heard anything about Bitcoins, you probably know that they're a new online currency that's a peer-to-peer, open-source Money that can be sent back and forth on the internet without having to pay fees, uh, without having to worry about uh, you know governmental agencies from despotic governments around the world or banking agencies, uh, you know them tracking your 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 very movements and controlling your accounts. Bitcoins give you all kind of power in that area. Well, there's a great new site called Blockchain.info. And it's an online Bitcoin wallet. They also have apps for the Android phones and jailbroken iPhones. And they've got a fancy encryption techniques that make it possible for you to have access to your money on the website at blockchain.info, but for them not to have any access. They don't even know how much money is in your wallet or what you're sending or receiving. With blockchain, with a blockchain wallet, you can send bitcoins to people through just their email addresses or their Facebook accounts or their uh, cell phones. You, they don't have to have a bitcoin wallet in order to do business with you. And they offer all that for free. You can get your free Bitcoin wallet today at blockchain.info. Let's go to the phones. You can bring up anything you want. Jerry, listening in Troutdale, Virginia, to XM's Extreme Talk. Hey, Jerry. Hey, uh, yeah, I'd like to ask you guys there what, um, you know, I've listened to you from time to time here lately, and I I hear about that Free State project, and it sounds pretty interesting, but I I don't really hear you go on much more about it than, you know, I mean, could you tell me a little bit kind of in depth? What's the deal on that thing? Well, that's a a good question, and you can get as deep as you want on the Free State Project online, of course, uh, freestateproject.org. There's a great 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire there. If you love the ideas of liberty, that is, you know, if you understand that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free. Uh, If you like the idea that people should be allowed to live their lives how they want so long as they don't hurt anybody else, if that sounds like it's up your alley, then you definitely should take a closer look at the Free State Project because it is a group of people. Currently, over 12,800 people have signed the Free State Project Statement of Intent, stating that they intend to move to New Hampshire and exert the fullest practical effort to achieve a government that is at maximum protects life, liberty, and property, I believe. And so it's, uh, there are over 1,000 people that are here now as part of the Free State Project. Mark, you and I moved back in 2006. We were some of the, the, first, the earliest movers and within the first 500. There are over 1,000 people here at this time. There are over 12,800 that have signed. We want to get to 20,000. So we still have a ways to go to, to reach that 20,000 goal. And folks can move whenever they want. Uh, you know, If you can move uh, next week, move next week. If you can only move in a, another year or two or three or whatever, you know, get here when you can and get active. So the idea is that a bunch of people move and a bunch of people who move get active. Then we'll actually have the most robust freedom movement, the most successful freedom movement that, uh, that exists in the world. And as a result, uh, we'll have more freedoms in which to uh, enjoy more of life. So that's kind of the idea. Does it make sense? Oh, well, uh, you know, to, I mean, not to be disrespectful, but, you know, you kind of sounding like Ben Bernanke here to me. You're not, you're kind of talking with this funny talk. I mean, what is you there, mean? 
Where are you at? Where are you at? I mean, are you in a specific county there or what? Um, I'm well, not trying to uh, you know obscure anything here. The Free State Project has chosen New Hampshire as uh, the definition. States have special powers. Counties and cities, municipalities, are usually exist at the pleasure of states. Uh, this is the United States of America, not the United Counties. So the idea for the Free State Project is to move to people to a particular state. Each state have has their own uh, you know different there's all kinds of varieties of places that one can live in New Hampshire you can choose the mountains or the seacoast or you know along the the, the internet or the uh, the IT corridor you can do all kinds of things um, and so no no there's no particular so you, county this isn't so a commune you don't have a particular a particular place there that this is not a commune all of us no. no no well, the thing about the thing about that is you know if you concentrate yourself in a in a sparsely populated county, yep. then you do have a lot more cloud, okay. I would think. We're concentrating ourselves actually... in a sparsely populated state, but there's nothing stopping you or anyone else from creating uh, some sort of destination of X county. For instance, there's the Freetown Project uh, up in Grafton, where Which it's... Which is in sort of part of the Free State Project. It's a little... Uh, well, it's not officially part. It's just no. people who are Free State Project participants who have you know, created their own little project called the Freetown Project. And they're encouraging people who like the idea of kind of living off the grid and uh, and moving out into the middle of nowhere to move to Grafton and yep. uh, get active out there. I'm encouraging people to move to uh, to beautiful Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, and there's other folks in Manchester that are encouraging folks out there. So uh, there's not uh, there's not one destination. There are several, and that's because people want to live in different places. Like you know, not everybody wants to go out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and some people want to live in a more urban setting. And so certainly somewhere like Manchester, for instance, the biggest city would be more appropriate uh, for those people. So. You know, I hope it doesn't seem like I'm trying to slither out of some sort of question. I don't feel like that's the case at all. Did that clarify it for you? Well, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it does clarify it, but I mean, you got to. It does sound kind of a, you know, when you don't want to exactly pinpoint something down. And now I understand that. Yeah, okay, great. But, uh, well, I mean, you're still you're still paying property tax. And everything yeah, else. it sucks. I don't like paying property tax. I'm, you know, I'd love to have enough people come up here who have enough money to have their own houses to where we can then, uh, in mass, stop paying property tax together. I think that would be a very powerful form of protest, and I would uh, would be interested in, in joining in something like that. But we need more people to get here first, uh, more people with resources who are willing to put them on the line in that way. At this point, we don't have enough, uh, so there needs to be thousands more people making the move up here and, and getting active. But maybe by that time, we won't need to do the property property tax protest because we'll have won so many uh, right. political offices. Property taxes may be still in existence, but taxes in this state went down by almost 12% last year because of member, in part because of members of the Free State Project and the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. How yep. much did taxes go down in your state? Jerry, thanks for the call. Feel free to call again with any other questions you have. I appreciate hearing from you. And again, recommend you go to freestateproject.org. There's great forums on there where you can ask questions of a whole lot more people than just the two of us because there's a lot more people involved. And I thank you for the call tonight. Let's go to Mark. He's listening in Grand Rapids. Uh, Michigan to WTKG. Hey, Mark. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Thank you. I've never heard you before. I found you guys fairly interesting. I'm sorry uh, for the, the shock. The service member that called in, I thought, was very honest and open. Was mm-hmm. He was, yeah. Provide the nuances of the Afghan mission, and at times it felt like you guys were either putting words in his mouth or belittling him, and what? I didn't think that was right. In what way did we put words in his mouth? Can you help us out on that? Because, I mean, I felt like we handled him as, uh, you know, like I was trying to be as clear with him and hold him as responsible as I could. He was on for most of the segment, too. So go ahead. That is true. He he was. But there were times like uh, he'd be talking to one of you, another one would say stuff, but kind of behind the scenes or in the background that just didn't seem 
um, you know, and I don't have the transcript, but yeah. it didn't yeah. seem um, correct, and it felt like he was being belittled kind of behind his back without an opportunity to respond. Well, I don't think he certainly had plenty of an opportunity to respond. We only had to get rid of his calls. If you can't give me a specific instance, I don't know how to how to address the situation. I mean, you know, I have a real difficulty for myself in the you know, I like these I like these people and I want to like them and I want to support the troops. Am I a critic? Absolutely. Stand by, Mark. We can bring you back here in a moment. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything that you want. 855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. Enjoy those on us. Uh, You can. You can grab archives. You can get our mobile site as well. Go to m.freetalklive.com. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. If you have a smartphone, that will get you quick access to the live streams and the podcast as well as the software that you need to listen into those live streams. All of that is uh, free. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. Bitinstant.com is a website where you can go and get the bitcoins we just talked about in the last segment. You can go get bitcoins, and there's more than 750,000 locations around the world. Go to bitinstant.com. All you have to do is there is, uh, you know, you'll find your location that's closest to you. Get a deposit number. Go to that location. Deposit money. By the time you get back, you'll have bitcoins in your wallet. You can even do it online with, uh, you know, services like Dwalla and that kind of thing, Dwalla.com. So it's bitinstant.com. Go check them out. Good stuff. Uh, that's where I get my bitcoins. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Uh, we do have, I believe, yeah, Mark is still with us. Uh, Mark listening in Grand Rapids. Uh, just came across the show for the first time tonight. Felt like we didn't give the soldier uh, who had done two tours in Afghanistan uh, a fair shake, uh, but you couldn't give us a specific example of how we treated him. You just kind of got a, a general bad taste in your mouth I for, for how that was going on. I think I can give you a specific. Great. I thought about it a little bit. Ready? Okay, okay. go ahead. So he, he was talking about building relationships with people while mm-hmm. during while um, doing infrastructure projects, and you try to relate that back to money. And uh, when he was talking about building relationships, the second guy in the background, not which one's which yet, but mentioned that hey, maybe we had to do that because we probably killed some of his relatives and friends on a prior mission. Um, so I mean, I thought felt that was a bit snide and not fair. He talked. Well, is about it is it true? Do you think that uh, some of their relatives and friends could have been killed? Maybe did you consider the fact that uh, the people that he killed on a previous mission would have been repressive people, that the that the good people mm-hmm. of Afghanistan were happy were gone? Maybe it was actually his Well, of course, that ignores all the killed, innocent killed people that we know so they've been killing, that, that, right? That's awfully, that's a huge simplification to say that the people that we're working with there... Are you going to, to deny that innocent people have been killed in Afghanistan? Do I think any innocent people have been killed in Afghanistan? Mm-hmm. Sure. How many? Like, I think the quote is war is hell. You know? I mean, how, I know, well, like, well, hold on. Now, how many, uh, let's, let's include Iraq as well. How many innocent people have been killed? I have no idea, but some of that's just How many is okay? I mean, of, of all you the know, people, I, like, if you, look back you said war is hell. You kind of blew off these. Bombing, in, hold on. Go I've got ahead. some questions for you now. You said, it's, sure, uh, you said war is hell, and you just kind of used that to blow off the, uh, the loss of innocent life. So I'm just wondering, you know, how many people, if you... Since you don't know how many innocents have been killed, how many would be too many? Oh, I, I think that in any war, there are going to be some innocent people killed. And to try to pretend or sell the fact that we can make war surgical 
and that no innocent people would be killed in war is is much over. Well, if the war didn't happen in the first place, that's that's a true statement. And we asked for callers to tell us what the reason that we or the United States government was in Afghanistan. And I think that it's, uh, you know, that the the soldier called in in response to that. And so therefore what his claim was is. Uh, to hunt down bad guys, and you know, of course, these bad guys get hunted down and imprisoned or killed uh, based on no trial. So these people are treated as less than you, less than a U.S. citizen, and they to hunt down bad guys and to build infrastructure. So my, I guess what my partner's question to you is: is in order to build schools and things for Afghani people, what's the percentage of innocent people that's acceptable? And I don't know. I want the answer. numbers. I want hard numbers. You know, I don't. I don't know the answer to what the percentage is, but I can tell you that if it was your kid. Suddenly, the United States military is going to not look like such a good organization. And then you're liable to be turned into an insurgent, right? Because that's what the soldier said. The soldier said, uh, Marine, I'm not sure. He said hoorah, so he could have been a Marine. Uh, the the, the United, former United States military individual who called in said that he would fight J- uh, Chinese troops that were here on the U.S. soil. Would you? I think that's a completely uh, different um, what's different example. about I, I what's different about another nation? That the Chinese on U.S. soil, if you let me say, the Chinese on U.S. soil is is saying that all uh, cultures, governments, ways of life are equivalent. Certainly, the repressive Taliban regime in Afghanistan is nowhere um, comparable or a moral equivalent to what we have currently going on in America. So, certainly, if if a foreign troop invaded America for whatever reason. Than it was. It would certainly be different than us trying to overthrow a repressive Taliban regime in Afghanistan. Okay. Okay. Not- I'm feeling repressed, by the way, right. by uh, the Bush and Obama administrations. So, um, is it all right then if I want the Chinese military to come in here? Would it be all right then? Because you know, if some people thought it was an okay idea, would that make it okay? No, I think clearly you've got to look at uh, world history and. Well, Mark, qualities of government throughout, I mean, you know, throughout history, and the American government. They are so perfect. great. The American government, when they kill people, it's okay. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to uh, Dan on the road in Arkansas, listening to XM's Extreme Talk. Hey, Dan. How are you, sir? Hey, just great. Go ahead with your thoughts. What I want to say is, I don't want to discuss the bigger issue with you about. Should we be there? Should we not be there? I don't I'm not know. there. I'm just a peon like you. <laughs> Thankfully, I yeah. am not there, so please don't include me in, in your we, but go ahead. Okay. All right. The soldier that called in, you were disrespectful to him, sir. How and so? you owe him an apology. We had a nice he, conversation, I he thought. Was, he was telling you what he went through and what he experienced, yeah. and I'm sure he was digging in and touching a lot of emotions. You don't understand the military, most obviously, because when you're in the military, nobody walks up and taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, buddy, would you help us do, go over here to Afghanistan and do something? No, you're ordered. You click your heels together and you say, yes, sir. No, I you will, can say no. Because I was ordered. You can say no. Okay. If no, you, you disagree, yeah, you can, can say, say no, no like a man with courage would. Too. Hmm? You could go to the brig, too. Oh, absolutely. Oh. They you up. They pump you up and tell you to believe in all this stuff. And you know something? Yeah. When we first went to I, to Afghanistan, I'm an older man. I'm, my yeah. military service predates that quite a lot. But when we first went to Afghanistan, I was for it because our buildings got blown up. I we was got too. Attacked. Okay, now let's go back to this kid. Or I'm, I'm calling him a kid. I shouldn't do that. I don't know how old he is, but he served. 
he's a man. He's more of a man than you and me because you know what? I never went to combat either. That makes now, you more of a man? He, I said he's doing, more of a Doing man what you're you told, following the orders of politicians, is it makes you more of a man? Absolutely, because you know what? Without him, we'd be defenseless. Whether ridiculous. Used, and you can well, disagree that's ridiculous. The there are used. millions of guns me, in this country, yeah. hundreds of millions of guns in this country let to me, suggest we'd me, be defenseless. Is uh, absurd. Let me ask a question instead of just uh, engaging this guy. Um, so, you know, what I, I would ask you this is I have a real problem. I have a difficult time because I do not support the mission in Afghanistan any longer. I don't support the mission that went on in Iraq. I don't support any mission that the United States military has been on in six decades. And I would ask you, what do I do as a person who has a problem with that, does not like that his tax money is being stolen in order to, you know, frankly, kill innocent people around the world? Certainly there's some guilty people getting killed, but there's some innocent ones, too. How do I engage somebody who participates in an organization that follows the will of politicians, people that I generally consider to be thieves and liars, how do I engage them in a way that's respectful? First off, you have to have respect for the fact that he went and did what his country asked him to do. No way. No way will I respect that. I will never respect people who follow the orders of politicians. There's nothing to respect about that. You are a problem in this country. I'm a don't problem because I don't want to follow the orders of uh, people finish. like Barack Stop Obama for and George Bush. Stop. Let him. Don't respect the mission. That's fine. You cannot respect the mission because I'm I'm siding with the fellow that was I don't know who's who here, but the guy that Mark. just asked me the question or told me the statement that he hasn't supported what we've done in six decades. Neither have I. We so, haven't done anything worth a hoot since World War II. We backed it. We went over and caused a bunch of chaos and backed out of everything we've done. But that individual fella. Answered the call of his country and went. But my concern there. He answered the call of his government. Thanks, Don, for the call. Dan, I appreciate your call tonight. Uh, We've got to get some other. We've got to get some other folks on the on the line because we're running out. Our last segment is next. So eight five five four fifty freeze the number here. You can take control. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. If you are on the line, we will do our best to get you in here. If you don't get in tonight, don't worry. We do this thing seven nights a week. You can continue a conversation from tonight to tomorrow night if you want to. That's no problem. Uh, Mark, you and Stephanie are going to be here uh, tomorrow night for the live Sunday edition. And even if we're not on locally on your local talk radio station tomorrow night, we're still here. So if you want to call in and get on, you're certainly welcome to Every do Every night so. of the week from 7p to 10p Eastern Time. Eastern Time. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go right back to uh, the phones here. Uh, we just got off the line with Dan, who was upset, and the caller previous to that upset at how he treated, ostensibly, a caller who was in the military who two I tours we in Afghanistan. Her well. Yeah, I, you know, go back and listen to that call tonight on the archives. I felt we were very respectful to him. You can get the archives for free at freetalklive.com. Right. I felt we were very respectful to him, and we had a calm conversation. He did not That's insult us. That's what I want to have. We did not insult him, and he did not insult us, unlike some of these people who are calling after the fact. Let's go to Eric listening uh, to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Eric, you are Hello. on the air. Um, oh, this is mainly to Ian, I guess. Okay. Um, I'm getting a little bit tired of hearing... Uh, from people like yourself saying how much you respect the troops. I don't. Yet, no, wait a minute. Can I talk and finish what I'm saying? I'm just correcting what you said. I don't respect the troops. Well, you said, well, well I guess it was Mark then who said you respect the troops. I, I don't know that I'd use that term either. I want to support the troops because I want to support 
people. There are some troops that I respect. I respect the troops that don't follow bad orders. I respect the troops who say, no, I'm not going to participate in illegal wars. I'm not going to follow the uh, the orders of politicians who just want to enrich the military-industrial complex and who are willing to risk the brig in order to stand on their own conscience. I respect those men, but the rest of them who just do what they're told— And women. I get no, they get no respect from me. Okay. Well, listen. You know, the reason why that you're— setting up something in New Hampshire instead of some other country is because you're scared that you can't live without being having your head cut off by some by by some by some uh, people who are in an out of control government somewhere else in this world that's why and you owe all of that to the United States military Which for ones? keeping you safe in this country. Which ones? Nope. Like the current United States military? Would we be overrun by Canada tomorrow if the United States military, all of it, uh, including the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, the Coast Guard, if it was all returned to, say, a militia controlled by the citizens as opposed to a military force controlled by the federal government in Washington, D.C., if it was all, you oh. know, just returned to a militia, would Canada, the big red horde, roll across the 49th par- parallel tomorrow? The reason why Canada is there and they don't worry is because that they know that the United States military would come to their aid. Where's the, the invasion going to come from? Where's the Where's the invasion going to come from? Where's the invasion going to come well, from? Yes, if we if we owe our freedom from a despotic government, which despotic government is going to take over the United States, a land where there are more guns than there are people? That is is as throughout time we have had uh, uh, threats to our security. So, what's the number one threat? Who would roll over here and take over the country without the military? So, what you're saying is we have no need for the United States military. That's exactly founding, what I'm the founding saying. Fathers, uh, many of the founding fathers believed that a military should be drawn up temporarily. Professional military should be drawn up temporarily and then disbanded. But the they spoke out against a standing army. They absolutely they were against a standing army. Are those people cowards that don't support the troops? Eric, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's continue here. We've got Mike also listening to XM's Extreme Talk in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Uh, I was just really wondering, why are you guys the way you are? seems like you're getting bashed on pretty hard tonight by a lot of people, and uh, I would say uh, rightfully so. Well, so why are you guys the way you are? What do you mean by that? Well, I would say, I mean, you guys are obviously anti-military, anti-government. I mean, anti-everything. I'm pro-peace, actually. I'm, I'm pro-humans interacting on a consensual basis. Look, if you want to hire a protection squad to protect you and your family or some sort of protection agency, that's fine. Uh, but uh, please don't force me to fund your advent- military adventurism around the world. I want no part of it. That's all. Can I, can you, can I opt out? Thank goodness I can hire a, uh, a private squad to come over and protect my family as long as there's uh, military folk that are out there protecting us so that Ridiculous. we have those rights. They, they've been involved in, in, in conflicts all around the world for the last several decades that have absolutely nothing to do with protecting you in you any know, way, shape, you, or form. You guys mentioned earlier that there's, there's no such thing as the Taliban, or, or you alluded to the no, fact no, that I, there I, is actually, no such actually, thing Al-Qaeda. as the Taliban. I wasn't sure, but Al-Qaeda. I, I'm sorry, Al-Qaeda, yep. Taliban. You know, I would say this. If we leave them alone... Are they going to leave us alone? I think that they will. Yes. And there's a lot of evidence. Yeah, well, well, I really believe that. How many, you know, that the United States military is in 130 something countries with a thousand military bases. You you bet. But let's, let's stay on track. If we leave them alone, 
they're going to leave us alone? Yeah, just like they leave the case. Just like they leave plenty of Western countries alone. Osama bin Laden stated uh, that the reason that the United States was being attacked on 9-11, besides its support for Israel, which I don't think that the United States taxpayer should be obligated to support any government other than its own, if if you could even make that claim, and... um, also, the United States' support of the Saudi Arabian government and the Middle East, the, the troops in the Middle East. Don't you think that's a re- – wouldn't you want to fight foreign troops on this soil? I would say this, guys. No you answer to that question. This is a book I, re- I recommend you guys read. There's a book by Sam Harris. So you want, you want to State. recommend books, but you won't answer a question, right? You won't actually have a conversation. Well, I, will, I will answer your question, but I will say this. I know, I know we're short on time. Guys, read Sam Harris' book, The End of Faith. Tell me this. If you really think they're going to leave us alone, you guys are sadly... Hey, dude, have you ever heard of Switzerland? Yes. Okay, when's the last time the terrorists struck in Switzerland? Oh, God. Why would they? Exactly. Exactly. Because Switzerland is a western westernized country that is freer than the United States, according to uh, you know several. It's got plenty of freedoms out there, and they don't attack them because you know why? Because Switzerland doesn't go around butting into other people's countries and messing with their people and killing innocent folks. Thanks for the call, Mike. No, that's the truth. Switzerland is a uh, neutral country. They're not out there joining coalitions and invading other countries. Their founding documents were actually based off of the United States Constitution. Apparently, they. uh, they kept them pretty straight because they're still doing the right thing on that aspect. More Let's so. talk to uh, Mike. He's listening in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, to WKBK. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. Mike, you know, go ahead. I, I'd like to first of all, you, you guys are doing a great job, and obviously these people that have been calling in the last three or four calls, obviously they must have must have come from some government schools where they were in, indoctrinated in out and out stupidity. Because, well, you know, I was in a government school, too, and uh, I believed in the military for quite a while, I even considered joining it uh, at one point in my life. I'm glad I, I didn't. But go ahead quickly with your thoughts, Mike. We're short on time. Okay, well, uh, first of all, I'd like to explain to you a difference between a thief and a politician. A thief just plain steals from you, whereas a politician passes laws to make it legal to steal from you. Don't forget, the politician keeps coming back year after year, uh, and the, the thief usually only hits uh, a target once and then kind of moves on. So generally, the politicians are even worse from that aspect, too. Mike, thanks for the well, call, exactly, man. Good to, hear, good to hear from you, man. Fun. Let's go to uh, Justin, listening in Northport, Florida, down where uh, we came from, Mark. Go ahead, Justin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, so I wanted to try to end the show on a positive note tonight and talk about something that I perceive to be a major benefit of moving to the Free State Project that I don't really hear you guys talk about too okay, often. Okay, go for it. Um, so obviously I'm not up there yet, so this is just I'm kind of guessing here, but that is one's mental health. And what I mean by that is how often I look for someone to talk to around here about the government oppression mm. and how often they make me feel like I'm insane. I heard you. That is absolutely something that has benefited my me, job <laughs> uh, being here. I, you know, making the move to New Hampshire from Florida. I had a handful of friends down there that uh, could empathize with uh, my positions on issues and such, but not so much up here. You can have more friends than you can possibly handle that uh, that agree with the ideas of liberty. I mean, you literally can be very choosy about which of them you want to spend time with because there are over, you know, there are thousands of people in New Hampshire that love the ideas of liberty, and I'm including New Hampshire natives and, sure. and folks like that. There are a thousand people here for the free state project and many more who are born uh, born in new hampshire or have lived here a long time who also feel that way i mean it's there's no shortage of liberty-minded folk to uh to feel a kinship with and, and you're right justin on that point so when are you making the move um planning within the next year or two i got some things to 
loose some loose ends to tie up here basically uh, before we can. But we are who's we? we're planning to make the move. Uh, me and my wife. Oh, excellent, excellent. And how yep. does she feel about all this? Oh, she well, she's definitely on the Liberty train with me, but she's not quite as hardcore as I am. But she's really looking forward to to moving. She's she's originally from up north. And oh, so great. she's looking forward to getting back somewhere where, you know, the seasons actually change a little bit. It's funny how the Yankees really love their seasons. Have y'all come up here? Yeah. Uh, I love the seasons, and I'm not a Yankee. It's really cool to have uh, contrast out there like that. But uh, have y'all come up to visit uh, during the Porcupine Freedom Festival or the Liberty Forum? We unfortunately have not. Uh, we're hoping to, to try to make it up there, um, but it's difficult because I'm actually finishing up my... Uh, bachelor's for mechanical engineering right now so it's difficult good luck with that yep i mean obviously it uh, costs money to get up here for those things too and and when the liberty forum is announced and it will be soon i imagine uh we will give you details on that it's going to come up probably in the winter time in 2013 it's a great excuse to get up here and uh, meet up with that community of folks who will be your future friends and neighbors go to freestateproject.org get 101 reasons to move to new hampshire and thanks for the call justin we'll see you tomorrow night freetalklive.com It's Change Your Words, Change Your Life, a daily minute program to help you understand the power of every word you speak. Here's New York Times bestselling author, Joyce Meyer. Right words at the right time to the right person can be a great blessing, but we must learn the art of talking about a negative situation in a positive way. I find that if I'm talking just to be talking, I usually speak out of my emotions, and most of what I say is useless. I may be giving other people information, but I'm not helping myself and I'm not helping them. And often I find that I feel worse after talking than I did before I opened my mouth. Anytime we talk to someone else about our problems, we should be doing so in search of an answer or some wise counsel that can comfort us. I encourage you and I encourage myself to use wisdom with all of our words. For Change Your Words, Change Your Life, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information and insight on how you can change your words and change your life, please visit Joyce Meyer, spelled M-E-Y-E-R, dot O-R-G. The words we speak can affect our lives in positive and negative ways. In her new book, Change Your Words, Change Your Life, best-selling author and internationally acclaimed teacher Joyce Meyer examines the power of words that convey our thoughts and emotions. She discusses how our words can increase or decrease our level of joy and how they can have a positive or negative effect on our future. Change Your Words, Change Your Life, the latest book from New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold.